I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Daily Roto Hour here on SportsGrid. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by Michael Leone and by Ricky Sanders. So last week on the Monday episode of this show, uh, Ricky, myself, and Drew Dinkmeyer drafted our historical best NBA teams. And then, you know, because no one has anything going on, we, we don't have anything better to do. We were like, how can we, how can we use this to compete against one another? And uh, Michael Leone, because he's bored also and has nothing better to do, uh, inputted our teams into historical simulations. How did that go, Mike? So I, on NBA 2K20, it's really remarkable the breadth of customizability they give you and the depth of their legendary rosters. I know we noticed when we did this upcoming draft that we'll talk about, they didn't have Charles Barkley or Reggie Miller, which was kind of annoying, but for the most part, they have everyone. So you can make your own rosters. So I made three teams, the three teams that you guys used, uh, that you guys drafted with six guys on each team and just made the rotation. So it was just those six guys and had to fill in a couple scrubs just to get it to work. And we watched the CPU versus CPU games. Davis got trounced by (laughs) Drew and then Drew lost to Ricky. No, no, I did not get, I did not get trounced. It was tied with a minute left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Like two and a half minutes maybe, but. I did not get. I did not get. You, you're you're actually lost by less than Drew lost to Ricky. So you're right. I was exaggerating. I, as we've experienced over the last week, I like to exaggerate to you make you look bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but given this realization that the things we could do with NBA 2K20, we decided to do a more extensive draft. Six people, each person giving their own division, and simulate a whole season 
to see uh, who did best. So we went 10 deep and we also drafted coaches. Well, yeah. So we had to, we had to, of course, build upon the original idea because the people who were not on the original show wanted to, you know, wanted to get in on the action. Um, Ricky, do you feel like you, me, and Drew had an advantage because we'd already went through one draft and kind of had seen some of the limitations of building the team out? Yes and no, because we saw games play out, but then Leone like fake simmed the season. Uh, and there were different outcomes when there was a seasonal sim as opposed to when it was played live. Like some of the well, guys. The sample size was different there, Ricky. <laughs> yes, but it looked like, you know, when you were doing the live sims, that some of these off ball guys weren't getting very involved, where the ones who were the ball handlers were doing all the dribbling and, and shot and, you know, the usage. And when you simulated the season, I had guys like Hakeem leading the team in, you know, usage where when we played it live, he barely touched the ball. So I thought it was a little bit of a different game. And so, yes, I took the experience from the live sims where it looked like I had a bunch of guys who could score the ball. But also I looked at that, you know, seasonal sim and said, you know, maybe there's a different aspect to it when you do it that way. Yeah, I should note that. Before we did this draft, I decided to test out the seasonal sim idea. So I did run one with their three original teams that we were just playing CPU versus CPU versus in the play now mode before. And they all made the playoffs. Not surprisingly, Davis's team had the worst record, got swept by Drew in the divisional round because they're all in the Eastern Conference. And then I think Drew ended up beating Ricky four to one in the uh, conference finals. So that's how it it shaped out using the seasonal sim. I don't remember the exact player statistics and whatnot, but there were definitely some different iterations. I know when we watched CPU versus CPU, couple killer games from point guards uh, for both the losing performances. When Drew played Ricky, Chris Paul took like 50% of the team shots and it was terrible (laughs) and probably the last guy you want shooting on a stacked team. And Davis had the right guy shooting and Stephen Curry, but him and Nash together just... I think they were two for 17, something egregious. Yeah. And if you guys want to watch those videos, they are up on the daily Roto YouTube channel. But the, the whole point of all of this is that we decided we were going to do a multi-person draft. So six of us decided to go in and redraft, you know, the best historical NBA teams. Uh, This is a little bit different of a thought exercise than uh, last week's show in which we we didn't really we weren't really specifically applying it to a video game when we drafted uh, when we drafted last week with Drew. But I think that most of these like most of this draft, I would say, is similar to what I would do for last week's exercise where we were just trying to draft the best overall team. So uh I, I think that the draft was pretty interesting. I think that it's it certainly is analogous to uh, to some extent some historical rankings. the The one thing that I definitely noticed from the simulations that I was thinking about as I was drafting my teams is I just don't want any small dudes. Like Nash and Curry got bullied. Chris Paul got bullied when bigger guards were on him. Just like small guards. Uh, in the simulations had a really tough time. Now, I don't know if that is accurate. Like when the game is simming and not actually going through the game engine gameplay, I don't know. I don't know if that will be the same. I think it won't be as much of a difference, but we all came away with the takeaway basically that all of these players at this level are so talented offensively that, you know, modern day basketball. Yeah. You want to play small so you can get open threes and whatnot, but 
the dynamics a little different when you're talking five guys on the court who are among the five best players in NBA history where everyone's so skilled offensively that the defense and the size at those guard positions matters a little bit more and being able to just suffocate the other team because you're going to have an athletic, highly talented squad out there no matter what five you play, even if it's not a small ball five. And maybe we tried too hard to go small ball five. There was Amico, Anthony Amico, I think may have gone too far in trying the small ball five in this draft, which we'll see in a little bit. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I tried to take that approach, but everyone else was taking it. So I basically had to zig when everyone else was zagging. Like, yeah. by my third pick, guys like Giannis, Kawhi, Scottie Pippen, all those guys were gone. So the guys who I would want to, to use that strategy, I just kind of had to ditch it, to be honest. So I went the bigger route and I wasn't happy with it, but the players I have are, you know, all time greats. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I think, I mean, it, it is very fun also just to do a draft where you can't really make bad selections. Like anytime you're drafting the best of something that is, uh, that is a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and start getting, uh, let's just go ahead and get into breaking down the draft. So I had the first overall selection and, uh, I guess, I guess another point we should make is that inside of NBA 2K12, which is the database that we drafted off of, there are, um, different versions of the same player. So like we have, uh, you know, young Kevin Durant in Oklahoma city. And then we have like golden state warriors, Kevin Durant. We have, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron, we have Miami heat LeBron. And there are a couple different examples of that. Basically. So, Basically, just the use the highest rating of a player that existed was how yeah. we, we determined. There was your first pick and my second pick, I think, with LeBron and Jordan, spoiler alert, were the only, I think, instances where guys had the same ratings because they had due to two different versions of being 99. So other than that, it was just taking the highest rated version of the player. Right. So I did start off number one overall with LeBron over Jordan. I would make that same decision uh, if we were doing a video game simulation or if we were doing a, you know, pick your greatest five overall specifically for the video game though. Uh, I knew I wouldn't want to take a power forward. Like I knew that I knew that I wouldn't want to have a, a starting power forward. So I wanted LeBron to be able to either play point guard or power forward. And if you take Michael Jordan, you probably have to get, like because because this is a little bit more this is deeper than the draft that Ricky Drew and I did you're you're going to have to make some sacrifices at either point guard or power forward probably so i i felt very good about taking lebron to begin with yeah i thought he was the clear number 1 pick to be honest i know michael jordan is great but in a game like this where you could get that point guard aspect from him as well i mean we did see in the simulations that michael jordan's defense was just excellent but it was get, huge yeah, you get that positional flexibility with LeBron and the ability, if you're trying to play big, to play him at point guard, or if you're trying to play small with him at center, there's just so many ways you can go with LeBron that you can't quite do the same thing with Jordan. I would have taken Bron one as well. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I probably would have taken Bron, but I don't think it was clear cut. I'm boom, doing boom, basically... Boomer Leone. <laughs> I'm doing basically what you're doing, LeBron, with Jordan. You know, I'm starting him at point guard, big lineup where he can play suffocating defense. And yeah, his secondary position of shooting guard, I guess, is maybe a little bit less valuable than LeBron at power forward because neither are great three point shooters. And you might want that three point shooter at shooting guard. But 
as you'll see with my other picks, I do have a big and Dirk that can shoot three. So I don't really think it's an issue that, you know, I've got Jordan at the two in smaller lineups. So Drew did what I did in our original draft, which is that he took Magic Johnson to be a wing player and not a guard, which I thought was which I thought was fine. His three-point uh, ratings inside the game are not great. He wasn't a great three-point shooter when he played either. Um, but yeah, certainly certainly no issue with that. I don't think it was a bad selection. Ricky, why did you take Larry Bird over Kevin Durant? I, I'm curious. Well, I was trying to take into consideration the video game plus the all-time list. I thought Larry Bird <clears throat> was the superior all-time player, and he was the slightly higher-rated player. It was really between Larry Bird and Kareem for me because you had the 99 overall, which I really wanted in these Sims. But I was looking at the center pool and there were guys that were 98 that I didn't think were going to go for a while with everyone going small. So I really did not want to take a center first round. So for me, it just came back to Larry Bird, who I could have you know similar positional flexibility to with Durant. Obviously, I would have preferred Durant's shooting, but Larry Bird's still a great all-around scorer. I mean, I, I start him at small forward. I immediately move him to power forward when I get a guy off the bench, which is the best I could ask for it for. I mean, it was really, like you mentioned, it was between him, Durant, or Kareem. Didn't want to go Kareem. And I just, I had an appreciation for the all-time list. I thought Larry Bird was the greater player. I mean, I, I think that that is, I think that's pretty reasonable, uh, especially if you're trying to, if you're trying to adhere to some realism, right, to like Larry Bird is a greater historical player than Kevin Durant. I mean, I think Kevin Durant is the better player. And after, of course, Leone in our first sim, uh, Kevin Durant kept my oh, team my in it. I mean, he basically, he basically went full on like NBA jam ball on fire against Drew's simulated squad extrapolated he had a 50 plus point ball game with you know <laughs> rebounds and assists as well i will say i did last night i did a fantasy draft gm season where i actually wanted to play the games just for fun and i took bird over lebron like fourth just for fun just because i wanted to play with bird and he's pretty absurd in the game uh like him and yeah, katie like, definitely like 99 passing and like really high shooting attributes and stuff and he's like kind of big in the game so he really can crush in the post in the game too you know with with any sort of mid-range jumper or anything like that so as far as nba 2k is concerned you know the gap between him and durant is probably closer than it is in real life and if anything you know it might favor bird more than it should like with the playmaking ability like you just mentioned i think he's a plus in playmaking yeah so uh amico took kevin durant i think that that's probably like the the biggest value selection. Like I think you could make a pretty good argument for uh, Durant's 97 overall to go third, so ahead of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. And then uh, Christopher Pacheco took Kobe in the first round and then uh, wrapped that around with Kareem. So the first round of this draft was LeBron, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Kevin Durant, and Kobe. No, no real surprises, I guess, though. I, I don't Kobe would not have been my selection at the tail end of the first round, I think. And and uh, another interesting decision by Pacheco to just start the center on just went with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So he, he started his team with two guys who don't really shoot a so, ton of three pointers. 
Yeah, but Kareem was an egregious omission by you guys in the original draft. I understand wanting to draft certain styles and whatnot, but Kareem, yeah, one like of the Paul best. George went, but not Kareem. After MJ and LeBron, he's right there. His between his longevity, his peak, everything, and he's at ninety nine in the game. So a combination of both real life value and video game value. I think Kareem was an easy pick. I had sort of hoped he would fall in round two, which it sounds like there was no way that was going to happen because I had just assumed you guys didn't want him based on the first draft. So I'm cool with the Kareem pick. The Kobe pick, that's another one where I think I'm okay with it from a video game perspective, but I think there were definitely better options if you were building a real-life team. Maybe that's Kobe slander. I don't know. It's probably it's probably a little bit of Kobe slander. I think Ricky, what you got Kobe with, like the twelfth selection in our draft when we did it the first time or something like that. Like he was one of the later picks. Yeah, he was he was around ten to twelve. So I think Kobe was a fine selection. And Leone, we should note we didn't know we were playing out in a video game style the first time we drafted. So it was. Uh, I know, but Kareem, Kareem, regardless of video game, should have been drafted. Okay, but. So just for the record, Kareem's signature move is the sky hook, which I was watching. I actually happened to be watching video of it the other day. It's all his right hand. He's got one a one-handed move, which I think in today's NBA would be a little bit more predictable. I'm not saying it'd be able to be stopped. It was predictable then. <laughs> I, I it, wasn't, it wasn't like no one knew what was coming. And, and you know what? Bill Russell just shut it down. Bill Russell owned <laughs> Kareem, and that's so important to know. Did Bill Russell own everyone? Because you said this about Wilt, too. I, I don't know. His you, are, you are correct. He owned everyone. Bill Russell. <laughs> Bill, 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 didn't, Bill Russell didn't own Kareem. It was I, Wilt. I was I just thought, messing with you. I thought the team had the dream shake and he had the defense, which was an aspect that I wanted. So that's why I took him over Kareem. So Amico just goes full on uh, with his second pick. He just goes full on like anti-boomer. He takes Giannis's 97 overall to pair with Kevin Durant. So his his team start is Kevin Durant and Giannis, which I, I got to say, pretty good start. Like, I, I don't know how much the game is going to impact, like how much it's going to favor the 99 overall ratings and stuff. Like, obviously, these are, it's, you know, it's it's a lot of zeros and ones for the game to have to deal with in simulations. But just the, the physical start of Kevin Durant and Giannis, that's a, uh, that's a lot to uh, to handle. Yeah, I mean, I was pissed off he didn't fall to my spot. That's what I wanted the Larry Bird Giannis duo. I didn't think I was going to get it, but I really was hopeful. The good news was I got the inside info that James Harden is like a cheat code in this game. Like in real life, there's no way I would have taken James Harden in the second round, but his offensive numbers in this game are just unstoppable. And really in real life, he's he's arguably the best scorer of all time, but I think that led me to Harden in two just for video game purposes. Like you mentioned, he's only a 96 overall, I believe, compared to a bunch of 97s and 98s that were still available. But I wanted to assure the offensive side of the ball and the shooting side of the ball, especially as I noticed there was no Reggie Miller, who I would have taken later, just to kind of fill a role if that were necessary. But with James Harden, I could go big point guard and kind of figure it out from there. So it still allowed me to do the strategy everyone else was doing, maybe with a slightly lower rated player, but he's just so offensively absurd that I needed him. It is all about building the absurd offenses in this game. So here <laughs> on the Daily Roto Hour, we are going to go ahead and take a short little break and then continue going through our all-time NBA draft in NBA 2K right when we get back. DailyRoto.com 
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everyone. Hello and welcome back to the Daily Roto Hour. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Ricky Sanders and Mike Leone. We are running through our historical NBA draft that is going to be taking place in a simulated league in NBA 2K. We left off in the middle of the second round. Uh, the guys who have gone off the board thus far are LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Giannis, James Harden, and then... I think the the first true surprising pick that was really influenced by watching the simulations because Oscar Robertson's defense was so big in those simulations that I think that really influenced uh, Drew Dinkmeyer's selection here, uh, adding Oscar Robinson 
into his backcourt with Magic Johnson. Yeah, the three of us have already touched on how we noted big defense at the guard position seemed to really matter in the Sims. So that's where Oscar Robertson goes. I probably would have taken him had Drew not taken him. That left me with Kawhi next, which honestly, at the end of the day, you know, I, I considered a few guys, but at the end of the day, I think it was pretty clear I could play him at the three or the four, you know, just a good all around player. My team, you know, through two picks, really strong defensively. I mean, all these teams are, but with Jordan Kawhi, I think particularly strong defensively, being able to guard anybody in the one through three spots. And that freed me up a little bit to focus on offense and other picks. Yeah. So Kawhi was who I wanted. So you and I were selecting back to back for one another for most of this draft. Kawhi is who I was planning on taking with my second selection. So uh, going Kawhi LeBron basically being like, I mean, those guys can play any position. I guess you wouldn't want to play Kawhi at point guard, but you could pretty much play him anywhere else. So I was, I scrambled a little bit, but uh, then I just did what, then I just did what, (laughs) I wanted I wanted to leave this draft with Scotty Pippen, and there there were definitely some other options in there. Um, Wilt would have been an option. Hakeem would have been an option. Who Ricky took? Steph Curry would have been an option. I thought that um, prioritizing defense and like positional optionality, uh, if I can take Leone's favorite word here for a second, just to <laughs> you know go with that optionality. I thought that I thought Pippen was really strong. And then because Kevin Durant was gone, I needed uh, a rangy, lanky, offensive player to uh, to score. So I took the Iceman, George Gervin. And this this pick drew a lot of ire from uh, from the crowds. And let me tell you it what, did. you you guys are wrong. George Gervin is going to be <laughs> George Gervin is going to be a six, seven shooting guard. And he is going to be really good in this game. I think I think actually very similar to how James Harden functions in this game is how J- George Gervin is going to play. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a pass because I thought you absolutely nailed your next four picks each of those turns. Like You took the top two on my board each of those times, and I think it salvaged your team. But you took two 96s here in the game if we're doing video game stuff, which was pretty early to start digging into the 96s. You know, There were a lot of 97s, some 98s to still be had in this game. So... I understand what you were doing, but I think it was a little early to dig into the 96s just to get your positional flexibility. Again, with the caveat that I thought you did really well with your next four picks and salvaged the team, and it's one of the better teams in the end. Yeah, it's, I all, also, about, it's all about the optionality. I was just going to say, I can't let Drew off the, the hook with that Oscar Robertson pick because he watched Oscar Robertson dom- dominate Chris Paul in the last yeah. draft where I had taken Oscar Robertson, so he just couldn't watch that happen again. <laughs> that was the reason for the Oscar Robertson pick. So I got to say, Leone, you were just very kind to me, and you were you complimented the way that I went about my draft, but I am not going to do the same thing <laughs> for you fine. here. I feel great because, about what I did. Because you took a guy who can't play defense at all with your third selection, and I'm just... I want you to walk me through the thought process of taking Dirk here over because I, I think what you were going for was an offensive big. So why Dirk over Wilt? Wilt can't shoot threes like Dirk can. Dirk's one of the best three point shooters in the game. From the and you guys all have these old school centers. You know who's going to guard Dirk at the three point line other than Amico's team with Giannis? Bill Russell, who's, baby. 
Bill Russell isn't. If Bill Russell comes out to the three point line, that's great because you know, now we got Jordan ISO or Kawhi ISO all day. Well, didn't you take Shaq later then to kind of keep yeah? But I don't have. To, I'm I'm not playing Shaq big minutes. I took Shaq in round five where he was the last ninety eight available for like a round and a half. Okay, that's fair. I just I feel like I feel like you you have some you're you're lacking optionality with these selections, Leonie. No, I feel I'm, like no I, you know if anything I would say you know if you want to say it's a bad pick because he doesn't play defense, like okay. But as far as optionality goes, I took AD then too. I have so many iterations that I can run with Kawhi at the four, Dirk at center, Dirk AD, Dirk Shaq, Shaq on the bench, AD at center with Kawhi at the four. I have so many iterations. So I took a lot of bigs early for that optionality and because I thought the guard depth was really there. So I took a lot of bigs, not because I plan on playing Shaq at center and having these lineups that are boring. I plan on being able to spread the floor quite a bit and I can run MJ at the one Kawhi at the four Julius Irving at the two, which is really big. Um, and then, or actually I think you're spoiling the draft, bro. All right, fine. But I, I think I I don't think it was the best pick in the world, but I think it was better for what I wanted to do than taking will. Fair enough. So I got Sha- I got take- Shaq two and a half rounds after Will. Like as a now I can play him as a backup center because I don't have sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, well you could have you could have just taken Steph though, which is after, what after Amico what I saw a little was, bit later. Yeah, Steph. Honestly, I thought this was a tough pick. Um, which again, I was kind slash hard on you for Pippen Gervin. And another reason I'll excuse it. Like we dig into a little bit no man's land where the big started being the best rated players left. And it depended what you wanted to do. But I think Dirk at his peak is probably underrated and gets a little bit of bad rap. And talk about a seven foot one guy who has one of the best three point ratings in the game. You know, really not overthinking it too much past that. Yeah. So Drew took Wilt. Ricky, you took Hakeem just as you did in our original draft. You just, you're a dream shaking man. Yeah, I can't quit Hakeem, especially if you have James Harden. It feels like the perfect balance. If he's just going to be a turnstile and let people go to the rim, you might as well have the all time leader in shot blocks, you know, or uh, in shots blocked at the rim, which was my thought process. I mean, Hakeem has 3,830 blocks. Second is Dikembe. 3289. So almost a 600 block discrepancy. And I mean, I want 1989-1990 Hakeem Olajuwon who blocked 376 shots. And that's before even talking about his offense in that first simulation where he led my team in scoring, which is a little bit egregious, but I'll take it. I mean, when you get both those aspects from Hakeem, if you're going to have a true center, I want a guy that's athletic like that and I want a guy who can protect the rim. By the way, I wonder if you guys can get this trivia. Do you know who the all-time leader in shots blocked in a single season is? Because I would have never guessed this name. If you guys don't know, you could just say it. But he leads by quite a bit. I'm going to say Mikan. I don't know. It's not George Mikan. Mark Eaton, 456 block shots in 1984-85. How wow. about that one? He's in the game. Yeah, no one took him, Manute Bull, or Elmore Smith, who are the three leaders, by the way, which is a good should, trivia. Should have take, Manute I, Bull should have gone in this. So <laughs> if I if I didn't draft big early, like I said, I wanted different big iterations, I would have 
maybe taking like Matumbo late just for fun and for some shot blocking. He didn't go. He was like a 92. He was a fringe 10th rounder. That was about it. It wasn't honestly. You mentioned Dennis Rodman in the draft room. If David Robinson went before my pick, I was just taking him for the fun level. (laughs) (laughs) He's a 93 in the game. Like throwing an energy guy for eight minutes, you know, whatever. Exactly. So after Hakeem, Steph goes to Amico, who has Durant, Giannis, and Curry, which is just going to be like the Warriors roster in two years anyways. And then <laughs> uh, Pacheco goes with Allen Iverson and then brings it back around to Tim Duncan, which I, I basically view as like an even worse version of the Dirk pick. I know he's really high rated inside the game, but he doesn't, he doesn't shoot threes, though I guess he has uh, a little bit more of a defensive impact and then amico goes tracy mcgrady ricky takes john stockton which i thought was uh well well why stockton um over Dwayne wade or jerry west or some of those other guards so i wanted one i i looked at the board and i saw wade it was who was it wade it might have been Dre- yeah drexler went with the next pick wade and drexler hoping one of those guys would fall thinking that I still needed to make up defensively for Harden. And if I was going to take a point guard, I had two ball-dominant guys at the beginning of the draft. So why not have a guy who you know was willing to dish it out and find them wide open and get the steals upside of, of John Stockton, who is another guy who just leads by an absurd amount all time in that category. So now you've got Harden and Bird for the scoring. And yeah, Stockton may take some chances on defense, but he's a good defender for a point guard, can get you turnovers and can get you in transition, which is huge for Harden. And then you have Hakeem protecting the rim. So these were kind of defensive picks. And I mean, I think if I did it all over again, I probably would take Dwayne Wade because I wanted the flexibility, but I I wasn't sure if people were going to start. I looked at the board, you know, all the best available were the big men. And I thought they were going to start to come off the board. Unfortunately, they did not. So I'm okay with the pick. But I think if I had to do it all over again, I would have gone with one of the guys that you talked about. 6'1", 170, John Stockton is your defensive stalwart in there. Yes. Hey. The big, got- big steals guy, though. But he's yeah. a big steals guy. So, so yeah. I, it's kind of funny. Ricky and I saw this completely differently. First, I would say Pacheco with Duncan. I feel like the bigs who are just really good all-around players, even though Duncan can't shoot, so I, I guess maybe you won't call him too all-around are just underrated because the game we've been watching recently. So I don't know. I feel like it's a, there's an equilibrium there between, yeah, they don't fit the modern game, but they are still extremely talented basketball players that can do a lot for you. So, but Pacheco basically just drafted NBA 2k ratings. I feel like with absolutely no consideration for anything else. <laughs> I mean, Kobe cream, Iverson, Duncan, I don't. This sounds like I a mean, really he, inefficient. He has team. some amazing players on his bench. We we will get to that. We will get yeah. to that a little bit later. So, so but you where, took where I disagreed with Ricky was I thought there was a lot of depth at point guard, shooting guard, and the guards that I got later weren't that much different than like Stockton. I thought the wings were going to be an issue. So Drew takes Drexler. Drexler. He was one of two, three guys at the top of my list were Drexler, Julius Irving, and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, and I took yes. And I took Dr. J and then Davis, you had a great turn taking Bill Russell for defense where I was kind of looking for a defensive center because I took Dirk at power forward. I wanted some options there. And then you took Wade. So the field saw what I saw, which was 
you need some wings. Like get the wings because the wings thin out a lot yeah. quicker. Yeah, because there are there are lots of lots of big men, lots of point guards, not so many of the wings. So I took Bill Russell, which I was obviously gonna do. I, I love that guy. And then I took Wade. Leone, you took Shaq. We kind of already discussed that. Drew took Jerry West, which I view as I mean, pretty similar to the stock. That was a good pick. I think yeah. that was a better pick than the Stockton pick. But roasted. Uh Ricky, <laughs> you took you took Carl Malone. So you just you have the Stockton and Malone uh situation going on. Do will you have your um you have a lot of bigs on this team. You have a lot of bigs on your team, Ricky. Are you gonna yeah. be playing two big lineups? So my first man off the bench is gonna be Elgin Baylor to try and get smaller. And then I can, depending on the opponent, go Malone center or Hakeem center. But honestly, Malone was a little bit of a white flag pick where it's just like, all right, we got to do this for fun. We got to get Stockton and Malone back together. Let's just <laughs> let's just hope for some chemistry. After I took Stockton and I was kind of tilting. By the way, Leone nailed it. It was the three that I was looking at where Drexler, Dr. J, Wade, and was hoping that one would fall. And none of them fell. So I was basically just looking at, at NBA 2K ratings here. And with Malone as one of the best players i figured i could draft him and, and you know get smaller off the bench which is exactly what i did it just so happened that after the the next pick there were still some bigs available so yeah like i mentioned i am bigger than i want to be i wanted to play small like you guys and i kind of screwed it up there with that stockton pick i think i could have gone another wing and maybe it fell differently and i could have used stockton and had a slightly smaller lineup but it is what it is it is, it is, in fact, what it is. So then Amico takes all-time Ray Allen, which I think everyone was tilting that pick. Everyone, everyone wanted, thought he was everyone a wanted, Yeah, everyone <laughs> wanted the uh, the all-time Ray Allen. Pacheco backs up Duncan with, with Walt Frazier and then John Hav- Havlicek. I mean... <laughs> Pacheco was just drafting off the list of two favorites. <laughs> no, yeah. he was just taking as many Boston players as he could, too. Get, which, yeah, the Boston th- players he really makes up for in the end, for sure. Yeah. Uh, then Amico takes KG. Ricky, you went Elgin Baylor, who we just discussed, coming off of the bench. Drew went Chris Paul, which I'm very surprised that he went Chris Paul after watching the absolute submarine performance that he put on on the uh, the Daily Roto Sims. And then, Leone, you made an interesting pick, which was the current 96 overall Anthony Davis. Yeah, this might have been my worst pick, but... I needed D I wanted some combination of defense and can still shoot from the perimeter. So I felt like I really between Dirk Shaq and AD and three or four picks, I can cover the four to five spots, however I want. And then also can play Kawhi at the four. So that was my thought process was I'd be, even though I invested more in bigs than I wanted to early is that I would be completely done with it and I can play, completely different iterations if i want to play big awesome defense i can play ad and Shaq. if i want to play super small i can play Kawhi and dirk at the four or five like and i can do any combination of that so that was my thought process with the ad pick i did make ad's primary position center and it dropped his overall rating from like 96 to 92 and i was like oops that wasn't so good which we didn't you know know that ahead of time we have i should point out we have the ability to set the primary secondary position so the computer throughout the simulations uses them at the positions we want them to. So I have, you know, AD center first, power forward second. 
I think that uh, I think that's pretty reasonable. So I took more wings. Just I just wanted all the wings. So I took Penny Hardaway and Vince Carter. Thought both of them would be good subs in basically guys coming in off the bench for Scotty and George Gervin. You know, probably uh, really. I mean, I have four guys who I think are kind of all the same, which is uh, with the way that we have. Because what we did was we turned fatigue up, but injuries off. So I really yeah. like those settings. So we have one more break to get to and we will be back with the rest of our draft. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everyone, back for the last segment of Daily Roto TV. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Michael Leone and Ricky Sanders. We are here recapping our NBA 2K 
all-time historical NBA draft in which we are going to sim through a season competing against one another. Right now we are discussing the draft. We just got to the uh, seventh round. Uh, Vince Carter was the first selection in the seventh round by yours truly. Leone, Jason Kidd, huh? <laughs> I, I thought this was a good pick. I'm you. You sound like I mean I was mad tilting because I would have definitely taken Penny Vince. I sh- that's why I shouldn't have taken AD where I did because I would have gotten one of Penny or Vince. I really wanted you know some bigger size, some continuing just really good all around players. But Jason Kidd is I think he was fine. Like I don't think he's much worse than Stockton and West who went way earlier. He's a little bit worse. I think he's one lower in the game. He can come in at the two if I want to keep MJ at the one. Or I can if I want my small lineups, I can go Kid, MJ, Dr. J, Kawhi, and then one of Dirk AD at center. So I thought he was fine. I needed I needed a point guard. I waited long enough. I thought it was deep. I knew I was going to get a ninety-six guy, but uh, after Paul West stocked in, Penny went. That was it. I was really upset you took Penny. That's who I would have taken for sure. Uh, Vince versus kid might have been close because I did want a pure point guard since I was shifting MJ to the starting point guard spot. I think I think that uh, I think that was it was a pretty good idea. So Drew takes Luka Doncic, current Luka Doncic. Uh, Ricky, you took you took another big in Moses Malone. Amico <laughs> takes Steve Nash. Pacheco takes Bob Cousy. I mean, I I think that if if I don't know if Kuzi would have gone in this if if Pacheco didn't take him really. Well, actually, I don't know. Did you did you guys either of you guys consider him at any point? As a late round pick, I thought he was I fine. I I really wanted the combo guards that were left, but this was just a pure rating pick. I mean, I think someone like a round before made the statement that, oh, that was the last ninety seven to go, and I noticed Moses Malone was the last was still available at ninety seven. And by the way, some of Moses Malone's stats, I mean, his prime, prime year was just ridiculous. I don't know if any of you guys, like, realize this, but here, it was 1982. He averaged 31.1 points per game, 14.7 boards per game, 55 FanDuel fantasy points per game from Moses Malone. He's a big oaf in the truest sense. I mean, he's like another Shaq. But as a 97 this late, already pretty much throwing my hands in the air that I'm going to play bigger than I wanted, whatever, just commit to it. Commit, I mean, commit to playing big, <laughs> I guess. If you're if you're going to commit, you might as well go all the way. Um, all right, a player went in this draft who I literally did not know who they were. Did you guys know who David Thompson was before this draft? No, I'll be honest. I did is not. He that did Clay, you? Is that Clay Thompson's father? No, that's Michael Thompson, who is a Laker. David oh, Thompson God. was uh, a Nugget. He played. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 1996. Um, I don't know. I mean, apparently he was great. He was the first overall pick in 1975. I did not know who this guy was. And then, uh, so it, it goes back. We have Carmelo, who went to Amico. Ricky took Pistol Pete. Drew took Kevin McHale. Leone, you took Chris Mullen. I, of course, had to take Paul George. There was no way I wasn't going to take Paul George Dude, after George, how much mockery I got. George was your third pick in this draft where you took the lowest rated player yet. In the round? Like, not in the round, but like of the yeah, entire draft the to date. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I think that. Uh, well, you know, I mean, my strategy was not so much He's based fine, on but... thinking about like, oh, you know, how many algorithm points can I get out, but like just trying to get as many guys who are going to be good at defense and be able to score the basketball. Which, by the way, in our simulations, Paul George was like one of the best players on my team. He was so much better than the guards. Now, I I think that that stuff is going to be a little bit overblown when we sim these seasons out. I think the guards are going to do a lot better it, through the full season than they did when we were just simming those games. Like, I just think that's definitely going to be the case. Yeah, there's definitely some logic, like gameplay logic on that doesn't affect the sims as far as how guys interact and whatnot. So, and I did find this is how nerded out you can get with NBA 2K20, but I did find online you could find the sliders for the simulation settings to get them as realistic as possible where people simulated like a hundred seasons to make sure that the final season stats sort of matched up with what we see in a real NBA season. I have to thank Rob uh, who works with Pat Mayo who helped me out to get in some of this stuff set up. All right. So the rest of this, uh, the rest of round eight goes uh oh okay so round nine actually i took alex english then leone you freaking took russ man i was i wanted to take russ but i didn't want i didn't want to be a homer like i didn't want to be a russell westbrook homer so how did you get yourself to take russ my team is definitely set up to play nine deep i don't have a lot at the way at point guard with forcing mj at point guard and then kid as my first pure point guard taken so i definitely needed point guard depth and i just wanted the athleticism of russ there i feel like versus some of these smaller guards uh, he'll have his way with them even though i know he's a bit overrated with casual fans because he can be inefficient and he's not the best three-point shooter. So there were some negatives, but I thought the positives outweighed them and I had enough of what I wanted elsewhere. I did end up with a more traditional, less three-point heavy team than I wanted. Chris Mullen helps a little bit where I can play him at the three or the four, but I don't know. I, I didn't end up with the squad I envisioned to start, that's for sure. So Drew takes Rick Barry and uh, I mean, do we think that Rick Barry shoots grainy free throws in the game? Like how good... How good of a realistic like touch would that be if Rick Barry shot granny style in the game? I, I was playing a game the other day and LJ did the LJ after he made a bucket on me. There so you that go. was I mean, that's pretty cool to have a random legendary player's, you know, signature celebration in there who's not even like at the very top of anything. So I thought that was really cool. I bet I bet he shoots on her hand. Yeah. All right, Ricky, you took Isaiah Thomas, uh, you know, just kind of another classic uh defense first point guard kind of like the original chris paul really yeah just the top rated player at this point i thought i had done some things i wish i wouldn't have earlier in the draft so i wanted to kind of cancel that out in the sim with just taking the best available player i think he was the last remaining 96 other than david robinson so i just said hopefully the sim can kind of save me from myself from what i did earlier on just give me the best piece of depth and we'll, we'll see how it goes i mean it was a little bit of a homer pick in itself being that he went to indiana and i'm a big indiana fan having went there myself but i still i mean i think it's a good a good pick i could have used another point guard i mean i only wanted to play Harden at point guard for stints during the course of a game. So if, if we're only going to do that, we needed a few minutes filled from another guy, and that's Isaiah Thomas. Dude, yeah, David I, Robinson that you took in the last round was a great pick who you're not going to play. Does that hurt you? 
it hurts so bad. I was doing the rotations, and I have this 96 guy as depth, which is my advantage, and I can't find somewhere to play him because I got so many big guys. I'm stunned when I look at... I looked on this article that used different advanced stats to come up with best all time lists. And some of them were kind of like a joke, like, oh, if you did it by three point percentage, who's the best all time? And then some of them were like legit advanced stats, like win shares per 48 or PER. And I'm amazed that when you broke it up in a bunch of different ways, how often David Robinson makes top 10 lists. Yeah. I think he's the all time leader in win shares for 48. He's either first or second in that category, just, just off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm going to look he it up. Is, I, like, he does come up in all the searches. I remember that from the first time that we did this draft. Uh, so Amico then goes. He's second. Clay Thompson. Yeah. Michael Jordan's go. first. Wilt's third. You know who's fourth? Bill Russell. Chris Paul. Really? Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> great. Chris Paul. Of course. Why wouldn't he Who be? Who is Neil Johnston? That's the thing is some of these, some of these will come up and you're just like, what is going on? All right. So two ten center (laughs) Amico Amico takes clay Thompson. Then Pacheco takes Elvin Hayes, who is like a six, eight Washington wizards set. I I had again, not ever heard of Elvin Hayes. Then Pacheco comes around with Paul Pierce. So in his last five picks, he was able to get, he was able to get three Celtics, you know, really driving that home for himself. Uh, Amico takes the current Damian Lillard. Ricky takes the admirable, uh, the admirable, the admirable (laughs) getting, uh, getting all of those, getting all of those win shares. Uh, So, so Ricky, how are you feeling about your team right now? Larry Bird, Harden, Hakeem, Stockton, Malone, Elgin Baylor, Moses Malone, Pistol Pete, Isaiah Thomas, and David Robinson. I'm just a little concerned against the teams that play smaller, that I have to run lineups that are Pistol Pete and Elgin Baylor, who are like a 96 and 95 in the game, whereas everyone else drafted for that rotation to kind of be the higher end guys. So I'm going to either have to play bigger and hope for the rebounds against some of these smaller teams, or I'm going to have to battle them with, with kind of slightly less talented players, and that scares me a bit. But I think, you know, Elgin Baylor first off the bench, I can pretty much match most lineups with Hakeem at center and Malone off the floor. It's just a matter of, you know, how many steals can Stockton get against some of these big point guards. So I'm confident, but at the same time, I have reasonable expectations. Yeah, I I think that I think that's fair. I think that you drafted a really high ceiling team, especially if because I don't I don't know how much the computer is going to dock you for playing big lineups. Like, I don't know if like right. if your team shooting 38% from three and playing two bigs, like then I, yeah, I assume that you probably will win a ton of games in these simulations. If you're shooting like 32% from three, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what'll happen. What can you do? All yeah. right. So drew finishes his draft with James worthy, who I thought would be rated higher in this like I was I was a little bit surprised to see that uh, that worthy was not like a you know a top like a super top selection this because the Lakers you know the Lakers they always get a little bit of that they always get a little bit of that bias and then yeah. uh Leone you ended your draft with Drazen Petrovic interesting I just thought it would, it would be fun uh he was I watched a cool documentary about him and Vladi Divac who came over and were friends and they became not friends. And then Petrovic died tragically in a car accident. 
Uh, but he was a really, really good three-point shooter for his time. He's only a 90 overall in the game. I don't plan on using him. But I didn't want to take Rodman. Uh, just had no use. I'm probably not going to use Petrovic. But if I wanted some more wing three-point shooting, I could throw him in. I do think it's interesting that Pacheco drafted like just best NBA 2K players no matter what. And then Amico drafted best modern day real life lineup who cares what the 2k rating says we'll see who wins out there i think it's going to be pacheco uh, even though maybe it shouldn't be but because the way the game works i think it might be pacheco yeah i don't know there's not a not a lot of optionality on uh on pacheco's roster he's got a lot of bigs right so he's got he's got a lot of big guys and he's got a lot of guards who i would not say are um like defensively stout probably (laughs) You know, like he, he Iverson's got... a, a if this is a real life team, it's it's struggling <laughs> because oh, yeah. you've got small Iverson, who's also inefficient offensively. Kobe, who's tough to gauge it, You know, if he came into the game today, like how good would he be? You know, would he adjust his game? That's always difficult to tell. How much would guys adjust their games? And he probably would, you know, he, he's such a talented basketball player, but there's not a lot of three point shooting in that initial starting lineup. It's a super traditional team. Yeah, it is. Um, all right, Leone, Michael Jordan, Kawhi Leonard, Dirk, Dr. J, Shaq, AD, Kid, Mullen, Russ, Drazen Petrovic. How are you? How are you feeling about your lineup? Do you think, do you think that things went well? Do you feel that you wish you could redo them? Where are we at? I would definitely redo taking AD before Penny and getting Penny as a guard option. I think that I went overboard really making sure I had the flexibility I wanted in the four and five, and I got the flexibility I wanted, but there was a cost associated with it, which is not that much guard depth, which means my ninth round pick, Russ, is actually going to play probably more minutes than most teams' ninth round pick. Yeah, I think that I think that's probably fair. My final roster: LeBron James, Scottie Pippen, George Gervin, Bill Russell, Dwayne Wade, Penny Hardaway, Vince Carter, Paul George, Alex English, and then I went with Pal Gasol, who's just like I love Pal Gasol as a person, <laughs> and I I wanted to be able to against Ricky's team if that was in the finals, and against Pacheco's team if that was a finals matchup. I wanted to have the option to play some two big lineups with a little bit of shooting. So, you know, Pau Gasol can shoot some threes, obviously. Bill Russell can't shoot any threes, but a lineup of Pau Gasol, Bill Russell, LeBron, Pippen, and Wade, that uh that's like a that's like a very good defensive lineup. And then we had coach selections as well. Pacheco went with Brad Stevens. Again, great homer pick there. Uh Amico went with Dan Tony, who which was that was who I that was who I would have had first overall in terms of selecting coaches. Ricky, you went with Quinn Snyder. Drew, of course, went with Steve Kerr. Leone chalked it up with Popovich. I took Nick Nurse. Uh, we have uh, we have got about a minute here, just kind of wrap things up. Uh, do you think that this? Who who do you think who do you think wins, Ricky? Who do you think wins uh, our simulation league? Well, it tilts me because I think I should have won the first one. I think Drew's got the best team in this one, and he won that first simulation when the Leone did it. I think he's got the combination of like real life cohesiveness that you would want, you know, with uh, with Oscar Magic Drexler. You got those guys playing bigger, 
And he's got the combination of they have really good ratings in this game as well. So I think Drew is probably the winner, although it's, it should be really close between probably five of the teams. Yeah, I think that I think that Drew is probably the favorite. Leone, pick a winner for me. I'm going to pick myself, but I think if you were tearing it out, I'd say, and I, it really pains me to say this, I think Davis and Drew first, me and Ricky second tier, and then Amico and Pacheco third tier. Yeah, I think I think that seems about right. Uh, I just need George Gervin to uh, do his best Kevin Durant impression over 82 <laughs> games and the playoffs, and I'm going to feel very good about my roster. Uh, you know, and, and it'll be very interesting to see, you know, our ratings, our position, uh, you know, kind of what ends up impacting the standings the most. But everyone, uh, thank you very much for watching the Daily Roto Hour here on SportsGrid, and we will be back soon with more content. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.